Hello, and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. So, everybody getting excited for the season? The holiday? Yeah. Yeah. Season? I guess. <laughs> Vaccine season <laughs> is upon us. That's what I'm most excited for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. That season. That, the vaccine season. season? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I kept trying to work yesterday, and I, I found that all I was doing was sitting there watching videos of people getting vaccinated yeah. and, and crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was just sitting there. I was like, look at that. It's so great. We've waited so long. Oh, there's another one. Oh, it's so good. It was, uh, it was on the news when the vaccine first came out, obviously, and the first people in the country were getting it. Um, and I was watching with mom and dad, and dad was like, this is, this is history. You know, one day mm-hmm. it's going to be in history books about, like, this is the day the vaccine, you know, became available in the United States, and people were getting vaccinated, and your kids and grandkids are going to be like, wow, where were you when the vaccine became available? And I was, like, looking around in my sweatpants, had barely showered in several days. <laughs> All I had eaten in that day was like Cheez-Its and old cold pizza. I was like, that's where I was, in my parents' <laughs> house, in my eighth month of isolation, uh, stressed out over finals I had just finished and very not clean and not eating good food. That mm-hmm. was it. That was where I was. <laughs> I mean, that's where I think most everyone that's where is. All of us yeah, are. that's where we all are. Yeah. Uh, but it's still exciting. Yes, it is yes. very exciting. Yeah, everybody. Uh, I hope you are all intending when it is your time to get your jab. Yeah. That's what they call it in the UK. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that I was did just not a- know that. Oh man, I saw somebody tweet that, and I was like, that can't be real. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Never yeah. mind. If you're in the UK, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you. I just thought Sydney was like trying to. <laughs> I don't know. I thought this was a Sydney thing. Get your jab. He was trying to be cool. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I am a bit of an Anglophile, so. (laughs) All right. We realized we didn't make a a pudding this year. Oh, no. Yeah. You always make a flaming pudding. Mm -hmm. But you got to start it, you know, weeks ago. And we remembered like two days ago, like, oh, crap. We've been doing that for several years. And we just completely forgot so i found myself googling like quick british christmas (laughs) desserts that you don't have to put in In a a pantry and feed liquor to for several weeks before you eat them (laughs) this is a weird google search that way it sounds like such a weird creepy like it sounds like a creature it does you have to feed it in your cabinet you feed it liquor And you light it on fire. Consume it. (laughs) It's this ritual. It's terrible. Uh, I think think we'll have to make either mince pies, perhaps, little mince pies. Mm -hmm. Oh, mince. Mm -hmm. I love mince. Or a Christmas cake. Mm -hmm. We could do that. I'm always confused about what's pudding and what's not when we're talking about, you know, English, British foods. So many things are puddings. Because I think also, can't pudding just be a word they use for dessert? Yep. Do, okay, do they... Do, this is for everyone living in the UK currently. Do you have regular... Do they have pudding? Like well, regular, like what we would think of, like a pudding cup? Do well, okay. They, they probably you know the, call it something cup. different, you know, just like the biscuits and cookie situation. And the chips. And the, and the crisps. crisps. And the, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have pudding. They call what we call pudding gravy. I don't know. <laughs> I assume that's also pudding. 
Is that, gravy pudding? And then it's you, just a context clue thing. What, what is and isn't pudding, British people? Would you like some solid pudding? I need a dichotomous or a, I need to know. It's, I was, I was going to say a liquid pudding, but like pudding isn't a liquid. Like a colloidal pudding. What is pudding? A colloid. What isn't pudding? Right? What isn't pudding? <laughs> Plasma. No, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I think it's a colloid, right? That's not. Would a you like sexy the colloid word. pudding or the solid pudding, or is it just time for pudding? In which, which case, dessert? here's a pie. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Schrodinger's pudding. And when can you when can you shorten it to pud and it be okay? Is that well, just in the case of the solid pudding? Uh, I, uh, man, I, I wish you would just ask Charlie and Cooper after dinner, like, you want, you ready for pudding? It's pudding time. And then bring them, like, I don't know, a popsicle, ice cream. They're very confused. They would be very dessert. confused. No, because your kids are young enough that you could bring them up at a household that uses pudding as a reference for dessert, and they'd just be those weird kids. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, you want some pud? And they're like, oh, we don't have pudding. I don't know. You know, it's just time for pud. You know, just pud. It's pud time. It's time for pud. <laughs> Oh my man! Well, this is not meant to be like, you know, what's up, England, with your language. This is just my genuine confusion. I just want to know. No, this is not. This, I am not throwing shade. I am in awe of all British baked goods and desserts, yeah. as as everyone should be in the country was when they like got lost to the thrall of Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many, and some of them are so decorative. Yeah. And they also take many weeks. I, that's what I, I like that you realizing it's not you do not have time to make your traditional pudding. You're like, well, I got to find something else that's British. <laughs> can't can't switch yeah. it up to any other culture. <laughs> we used to, well, we used to do like the big British Christmas. Oh, man. Yeah. Dinner, lunch, lunch. meal. I yeah. don't know. It was a yeah. huge. Well, what we would do is say lunch is sharp at three. Mm-hmm. May we expect you. <laughs> What is wrong with us? I still remember the first year mom and dad told me that. And I was like, so you're telling me I can't sit in my pajamas all day and eat chocolate out of my stocking. I have to go wear clothes for a lunch at three? Sharp at three. Sharp at three? And we would we would, we would get dressed up for it and then play Minister's Cat. So it was really a fun time was had by all. <laughs> Yeah, you really you did because there were those crackers, the uh-huh. Christmas crackers that we'd all do, and we the weird little games inside of all of them. We still have those. We have yeah. that. That was actually Charlie had to draw a picture for her class of her favorite holiday tradition, and she drew a picture of all of us popping open crackers. <laughs> her teacher's like, "Oh, are you? Are one of your parents British? Or are, are, are a part of your family from the UK? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Super not." <laughs> Charlie also had to say what she was most thankful for, and she said uh, for her family, for, no, what her wishes were, and what was it? Thankful for? Anyway, her family, the world's health was something that was important to her, Mm -hmm. the health of the whole world. That's valid. And bacon. (laughs) (laughs) Well... Now, were those ranked in order of importance? Because that's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Her her teacher felt the need to message me, though, and said, I just need you to know what your daughter said today. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. I mean. Bacon. It's fair. She's six. 
I get it. (laughs) There's only so much in your world. (laughs) Yeah. It's the one thing. She really doesn't like meat, Tay. And uh, uh, periodically she'll say, I think I'm just vegan like Tay Tay. And I'll say, you know, you can't have bacon, right? And she's like, well, accept that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I I don't, I'm not like one of those, like, if if you want to have some sort of plant-based diet and allow yourself one thing that's not, I think that's still, you know, you're still doing some good for the environment, for the animals. (laughs) But that would be a pretty funny thing. Like, no, no, no. I am totally vegan, except for I consume bacon. That's yep. it, though. Everything else, no. But bacon. <laughs> just She really doesn't even like dairy. Like, I don't even think that would be the problem. It would just she be the bacon. She loves some mac and cheese, though. Oh, well, I guess that's true. And grilled cheese. Well, that's well, barely cheese, though. I mean, I'm just saying. You <laughs> got to find that fake cheese. I was going to say, there's some pretty solid vegan mac and cheese out there. Vegan. Yeah vegan fake cheese for grilled cheese you know once you get into the world of like the fancy h cheese there's some people doing some making some moves in that department but you know in the in the like it just needs to be orange and gooey department vegans got it covered that was kind of my thought is that it's probably not cheese she's eating anyway yeah there's probably not a lot of dairy in there in the first place um so i don't know i got nothing here other holiday traditions in addition to there we go. Christmas lunch is sharp at three. For us, it's watching Christmas Vacation. That's right. National uh, Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yes. yes. I should clarify. That helps when you Google it. Yes. Is there... Really? Are I mean, there... you're not just looking for, like, a Christmas vacation oh. to take with your family. You better not be looking for Christmas vacations. Stay at home. There's a pandemic, people. Okay, Sydney, we're trying to talk about a movie. Okay, we're trying to like escape. A crack. I was doing like we're, I was cracking on. Uh huh. <laughs> we're escaping into the world of of the Griswold family where there is no pandemic. Ah, <laughs> uh, those were the days right? <laughs> when there was no pandemic. Um, we have to watch this movie every year, whether we like it or not. Yes. Although we do, but we do we do have to watch it because uh, of our parents. Yeah. Specifically our father. He loves this movie. Sometimes several times. I feel like if mm-hmm. we don't all mm-hmm. focus on it at some point, it will be rescreened. Like Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So, you know, Dad watched it without us this year. Yeah. It was um Yes. Can you believe that? Well, he said he 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 told me about it. He felt bad, but he said it was because he had to do research. Because I guess Court Appointed is talking about all the laws they break in this movie. So <laughs> Court Appointed had to take is notes. talking. Yes, they are talking about all the laws they break in this movie. But I would like to add that it is today, Thursday, um, December seventeenth, when we are recording this episode, and they are also recording Court Appointed on Thursday, December seventeenth. So, Dad didn't have to watch it without us. So, point of order point of order <laughs> we object i am that's this law is, talk that's law talk right there um i know that stuff even though i'm a doctor yeah mm-hmm. um that's very impressive thanks one of those jdmds um, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> um double degree no i i didn't even know they were watching it and i live in the same house as them i was back oh. in the room <laughs> doing a class um uh, you know to prep for law school, I was learning well, law in my room from 9 p.m. to 12.30 in the morning. And I didn't even know they were watching Christmas Vacation without asked, me in the other room. I asked mom, I was like, well, I said, mom, remember you said we should all get together and watch it together. What? Why didn't you say anything to dad? And she said, I didn't even notice he was watching it. I was sitting right next to him on my phone the entire time. Which honestly, that... Which may have been that may have, <laughs> yeah. happened. 
That actually is possible. <laughs> um, but we still love our parents. <laughs> I know you're both listening. I'm glad, I'm glad you threw that in there just in case there was doubt. Yeah. I just listen. I'm the only one that lives with them. So whenever they listen to it and whenever we say anything about them, there's always that moment like, hey, heard you uh, talk about us hey, on this you week's this on your show. episode. Uh, what was up with that? Um, <laughs> no, we still love our parents, even though they watch Christmas Vacation without us. Yes. We, so we watched it without them. How yeah. do you like that? Mm. Mm. There mm. it is. Well, um, <laughs> Justin told us a fact about it that I didn't know mm-hmm. Did uh, about the director was supposed to be Chris Columbus not not Christopher Columbus the you know the bad the guy the bad guy no. right Chris Columbus the director uh and but then he apparently when he met Chevy Chase he disliked him so much he refused to be involved with the project really yes so John Hughes feeling bad about it gave him a different project that he could work on instead and what was that and that is called Home Alone. Oh, mm. wow. They left him at home. <laughs> they left him at home. That is, yes, that is what Charlie calls it. They left him at home. <laughs> That's a better name. <laughs> she finds that movie so upsetting. The first time we watched it, she just kept looking at us going, they left him at home. They left him at home. I like that. That's Charlie's response. Every other child that sees that movie is like, that's amazing. I need to be abandoned in an airport. I need this to happen. And Charlie's like, oh, no, that's the worst. No. (laughs) How could they do that? Don't they love him? They left him at home. That's Um, good. But yes, this movie has long been from literally every Christmas I can remember. We've watched this movie. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until this year I think I realized I thought it was out of, like, forced tradition that I watched it every year. But then every time I watch it, I realize, like, no, I just, I think genuinely enjoy this movie and do find it funny. <laughs> there are some, like, really funny, yeah. like, genuinely funny parts in it. Um, I I don't even know how to get in. If you haven't seen Christmas Vacation, although, I mean, some people haven't. Justin had never watched it until he encountered our family. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's the Griswolds, and they're having all the family for Christmas and hilarity ensues. I, I don't really know that there's much I mean, more that's of a plot. Pretty much it. Right? Like, yeah. What happens in the movie? Um, mm. A bunch of relatives show up and it's bad. It's wacky. <laughs> yeah. All the grandparents show up. Cousin Eddie shows up. Yeah. And there's then like he a- kidnaps Clark Griswold's boss. <laughs> yeah. I was say that if there's any sort of through line plot, I guess it's that. Clark Griswold is sort of the ultimate family man, and he's going to use his Christmas bonus to put in a Christmas pool. Christmas pool. <laughs> Christmas pool. Not just any pool. I, I said it, and then I restated it because it's like I'm going with it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, his boss got rid of Christmas bonuses this year, come to find out. So mm-hmm. that's, I guess, if there's a plot, that's it. Uh, yeah. But that is vague. Yeah. Um, I guess our dad, he's always identified with. Clark Griswold mm-hmm. um, yes it, for many reasons but mostly because our dad also used to risk his life <laughs> to put Christmas lights all over our entire house every single year now it's just more so putting inflatables in the front yard but he did climb up on our roof and you know wait I mean very dangerous situations he to put yeah. those lights up. yes he always did it was always terrifying I like when I was little I remember being like delighted like oh mm-hmm. 
dad's putting the Christmas lights up. This is going to be great. And then as I got older, I remember the day that like I made that switch as I saw dad carrying that ladder out. And I thought, oh, my gosh, (laughs) this is bad. He could fall. Why are we doing this? Sid, how often were you the one that had to, 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 to spot the ladder? Because I remember yes. playing that job a lot where you just stand at the bottom holding it thinking like, well, I'm 12. What will I do <laughs> if this giant man <laughs> falls down this ladder? <laughs> Me? I'm going to stop him? <laughs> the, 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 the best part of it, though, is the reason why he stopped and why we all made him stop was, I mean, only like three years ago, uh-huh. I think. Um Dad was putting up the Christmas lights and on our roof and was home alone, I guess. I guess no one else they was left there. Him, they left him alone. We left him alone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and his ladder fell. This is, I guess this is why he always had all of us as small children hold the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, his ladder fell and he was just holding on to the gutter from a very high distance. I mean... I don't think he would have like died, but he definitely would have broken like a leg or something mm-hmm. falling down that far. Um, and then the UPS guy pulled up to <laughs> drop off a package and dad had to be like, hey, can you uh, help me out here? <laughs> the UPS guy was just like, I don't, can I, this isn't in my job description. Yeah, I don't legally, know I'm I not allowed to, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was after that that we decided dad cannot do this anymore. No. And. In- in these films, people always sort of like delightfully fall into the shrubbery around the house. Mm-hmm. It's always like this sort of like poof of snow around yeah. them as they just sort of like crash into the bushes and then they're like, I'm okay and spit some pine needles out. Like and Chevy everything's Chase fine. Right. Vacation. That I don't think as a physician, I would <laughs> say that's an unrealistic uh example of what happens when mm-hmm. you fall off a house. Added to the fact that, like, we live in West Virginia and our houses are always, like, sort of built into hills. Mm-hmm. All of our houses are sort of, like, clinging to the side of hills. Yeah. yeah. And look, like, improbably placed. Like, well, that's going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, it's a, every house we've ever lived in has kind of been like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to um, say, that old house, it wouldn't just be a fall to the ground, then you would roll to the, to the next level mm-hmm. of ground. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's why, he, remember, he had to rearrange the cars to hold the ladder with the cars. Oh, that's yeah. right, he would do that. <laughs> oh. For Christmas lights. So th- so this is part of why, I think it's like the like ultimate like devotion to d- dadliness is what... It's a very like suburban dad thing. Yeah. Well, yes, right. Just like the the Christmas light. I have to put need. up a, a wild amount of Christmas yeah. lights on my home. And I thought it was for like when we were all younger, mostly me, because you all were, you know, adults by the time I was aware. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to think it was because I was still a kid in the house, and Dad was like, "Oh, Riley can help me, and she'll enjoy it, and it'll be fun." But then I, you know, got to high school, and then I graduated, and then I was an adult, and I was like, "Oh, I'm coming home for Christmas," and there he's still. Okay, he's still doing this, and yep. it's just him. <laughs> well, and and I mean, it comes from mom too, because I remember the first time, like j- before Justin and I had kids, and she was like, well, "So, what are you doing for your Christmas display?" Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, and I was like, "What do you, what do you mean?" What you, and she was like, "Where are you gonna put lights all over the house? Is Justin gonna get on the roof? What are you gonna?" And I'm like, "We don't have ch- children, <laughs> mom. We're not gonna. We'll put a wreath, you know." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> like I raised you better than that. Uh, so other than that, <laughs> yes. 
Um, I I don't know that I ever like felt. I know that dad identified strongly with this dad character, mm-hmm. not with Chevy Chase as a human. Let's leave that out of Clark this. Griswold as a character. Clark Griswold as a character. Um, I did not personally, uh, I was never like annoyed by my parents in the way that the children in the film are. Yeah. So it did not really like, I always kind of enjoyed dad's over the top mm-hmm. dadness around the holidays. Yeah. I could relate though to little tiny, um, what is rusty mm-hmm. yeah. um having to help him put up all the christmas lights and decorations and just carrying armloads of like plastic reindeer and stuff mm-hmm. out into the yard and then coming up with the ridiculous excuse about why he can't help anymore <laughs> i understood that <laughs> or or the scene where he gets angry and kicks santa yeah yeah that was dad that that rang rang true for me mm-hmm. standing there while dad <laughs> cussed at inflatables <laughs> <laughs> that felt right like yeah okay all right it, yeah, i know okay. how that feels uh i mean the main thing you want to do as you get older is just don't accidentally become todd and margo right you know what i don't know oh, yes thank you taylor <laughs> okay wait if this is going to be a full-throated defense of todd and margo it ended I'm, yes. I'm gonna allow for it but before we do okay, that let's check the group message <laughs> i felt like that was going to take a minute uh so I am getting great sleep these days. Good. Yeah. I just wanted to brag about that. Do you want to know why, though? You didn't ask. So I'll tell why? you. <laughs> because of my purple pillow. Uh, I, I believe not all pillows or mattresses are created equal. My purple pillow is so comfortable. It gives me such a great night's sleep. And they use the same technology for both their pillows and their mattresses. It's patented uh, comfort technology. It adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style and uh, makes for a really comfy night's sleep. I can vouch for their pillows. They uh, they have these um, open air channels that help neutralize body heat so that you have a cool night's sleep, which is oh so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and I can say that. like It really is. You, you sleep better when you're a little cool. You don't sleep as yeah. well if you're overly warm in your bed and sweaty that's no fun right um and purple technology helps keep you cool when you're sleeping every purple pillow is engineered with the grid that's in capitals the grid for total head and export and absolute airflow and you're always on the cool side so i can vouch for my purple pillow i love it um the technology they use is so comfortable you're so cool um and they have mattresses too made out of this uh same the grid so, Taylor, if our listeners want to check out the Purple Experience, what should they do? Experience the Purple Grid. Go to purple.com slash buffering10 and use promo code buffering10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash buffering10. Promo code buffering10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Terms apply. So you all know I love Beta Brand. Yes. I I talk about them a lot. Um, A lot of us are working from home these days, uh, and we want to look professional. Even if we're on like a Zoom call or something, we we don't want to look like we just rolled out of bed in our pajamas. And you want to feel like you're working. You want to feel professional. And I find that even when you're working from home, it really helps to get dressed for the day Mm -hmm. and get in that headspace, whether you're at home or going out into the world. And Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants have you covered um, because their pants feel 
like you're wearing yoga pants, but they're not yoga pants. What? They are dress pants. Wow. They look, you will fool everyone. They look just like dress pants because, well, they are dress pants. And nobody will know how much comfort you're in in that moment. Secret comfort. You can keep your your comfort a secret from everyone. Uh, Beta Brand combines customer experience with their expertise to make workwear that's functional, comfortable. Uh, It's just like wearing workout gear, except it's not. They're dress pants. Uh, They're made of wrinkle-resistant stretch-knit fabric. They, I, I can vouch for them. I've been wearing them for a long time. They're perfect for working a long day at work, especially I'm on my feet a lot. Um, I'm when I'm examining patients. Like sometimes I'm in, I'm like down on the floor checking out feet and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, you know, it helps to have pants that move with you and make you feel comfortable when you're doing that kind of work. And then I can come home and play with my kids. Yeah. Um, so they're great. And Riley, if our listeners yes. want to get them, what should they do? Well, right now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when they go to betabrand.com slash buffering. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at betabrand.com slash buffering. Find out why people are ditching typical work pants for Betabrand's dress pant yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash buffering for 25% off. All right, Taylor. I am ready. This is like a legal episode. I'm ready <laughs> for your to present state your case for Todd and Margo. Okay, here's the thing. Cuz I <laughs> on the rewatch, I had a lot of sympathy for Ted and Margo because look, they live next to this guy that is verbally insulting to them like a lot. He destroys mm-hmm. their property with no remorse. Like when he's falling off the ladder, he shoots a, an I a uh, 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 ice bolt goes from a gutter <laughs> into their window and destroys their yeah. very large stereo. It, is a, it takes it up does. like a, I don't know, it's like a 10 foot wide stereo. I don't quite understand it. Uh, that is how stereos used to be. That's true. Um, he he is like a kind of a, a nuisance to the whole neighborhood. He drains the power grid and then blinds them. Like he, he allows his family to dump toxic sewage in, in front of their house and they have to put up with this guy who has no respect for them, who who is destructive to their neighborhood. And the thing is, okay, so they, they don't have kids. What what else do they do wrong other than like they seem to be open with each other? You know, they don't have like whereas the Griswolds, it's like this kind of the joke is like, oh, ha ha. My husband is sometimes awful. Ha ha ha. Sometimes <laughs> I can't stand him. Oh, ha ha. I have to sleep with him. Isn't that terrible? They seem to actually like each other. Like, they're open with their problems with each other. They've built a lovely life together. And and they just have to put up with this jerkwad. I don't think there's anything wrong with the life that Todd and Margot lead. And I think it's interesting that this movie chooses to mock and treat them as the bad guys. But then also, also, Cousin Eddie and his wife and their kids. Okay, well, that, that's, that's good. That's a nuclear family, right? Ah, uh, 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 but they're poor. So they're also to be mocked and made fun of. The only family that we're supposed to look at symp- sympathetically here is the example of, you know, heteronormative, capitalism embracing, uh, American <laughs> mediocrity that has been shoved down our throat our entire lives. I want to write an analytical essay about this movie now. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that, like, they do get a comeuppance of sorts when the police crash through their windows and like essentially destroy their entire home what 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 are they getting a comeuppance for 
Oh, you mean the Grizzly? Well, I mean, his if, boss if you, is like, if, yeah, your your brother kidnapped me, but here's your bonus from last year, plus 20%, go build your Christmas pool, and I'm not going to press charges. It's fine. Merry Christmas. I, and you know whose well, windows they also break through? Todd and Margo's. Todd and Margo's. <laughs> I would also like to say they offer the best scene in the movie, which I will argue is just when they walk in and the carpet's wet and she says why is the carpet all wet Todd I don't know Margo <laughs> it's the best scene in the movie I don't know why it's just very good I, I think I have to be honest I think my defense of them and why I like them is I realize that they remind me of one of my other favorite power couples of the 90s and that's uh Jesse and James of Team Rocket they're just kind of mm. those characters in human form who were also always like, I'm like, I, that's the, the kid's storyline is fine. I'm way more interested in these stylish, they seem like bad guys, but they're actually not bad guys, duo that support each other, win or lose. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think what you're getting into is some of the like classic back and forth between uh, adults with kids and adults without kids. Some of that like assumed like, oh, you're probably annoyed by our children because you don't have children. And some of that like, oh, those people are so loud and irritating because they let their kids run amok and they don't <laughs> control them. And, you know, yeah. I mean, like, I think you're I think it's like that old those tropes are on full display here. Yes, mm-hmm. but there is no evidence that the I don't the Todd and Margos, I don't know their last name. <laughs> I don't think that Todd, do they have Todd Todd they Margo Margo. I don't know, um, <laughs> but but there's no evidence that they have. They're annoyed unfairly at the Griswolds. It is all based in actual assault <laughs> that they are experiencing at the hands of the Griswolds. They do have the comment where she's like, uh, "I hope he falls and breaks his neck," and he's like, "Oh, he'll definitely fall, but I don't think we're lucky enough to have him break his neck." Well, but look at the way he's treated he treats them like i think maybe he's just you know um this is apparently their last name is chester just in case you were curious okay is that like in the film or is that one of those after they were like interviewing the director yeah i mean i don't know i just looked up who worked the characters in christmas vacation it gave me their last name i mean there are certain characters like mary she doesn't get a last name she's just mary so Maybe it's somewhere in the film. Well, and, you know, speaking of Mary, there's another character that it's like it's Clark Griswold's world and everybody else just is revolving around him because poor well, yes. Mary is just working during Christmas at a store, having to put up with this middle-aged married man being incredibly inappropriate with her. And anyone that works service knows that there is like this line that creeps like to skirt where you can't really say that what they're doing is wrong, but it, you know it is. But it's not enough that you can call them on it and you just have to grit your teeth and put up with it. And that is exactly the line that Clark Griswold is supposed to be comedically walking. But it wasn't comedy for me. All it was was, yeah, you know those dudes. They know exactly what they're doing and you can't call them out on it. Poor Mary. The the National Lampoon thing, which I didn't know was a thing, Mm -hmm. because the only one of those movies that I had seen for the longest time was Christmas Vacation. So I had no context for like what is National Lampoon's. Mm -hmm. Um, And even now, my only context is I saw the other movies. Yeah. That's it. I I don't really know much about, like, I think there was a magazine or something. I don't really know. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you. I just know there were other movies. (laughs) Yeah, I I know there are other movies. And that whole, that is like an out, obviously outdated and like highly unpleasant and problematic thing Mm -hmm. in all of them where you have to have 
a woman that Clark is lusting after uh, in some sort of like sexy scene. Yeah. I don't think she's always necessarily stripping like she is Mm -hmm. in this one, but I, I, you know, there's always something uh, like that. Is it just regular vacation (laughs) where they're driving and the car pulls up beside them and it's a hot woman in a convertible? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, so yeah. At least then she seems to have some autonomy in it. Like she is actively flirting for whatever reason with this middle-aged man. When she's in the position of having to be the clerk and he's just engaging her, then it seems like a little bit like you just I don't like it. I don't like it. Just say and yeah. I know that Clark Griswold is the number one sympathetic character in this movie, but if you actually look at the characters around him that are painted as like ooh like you know, jerks or, ooh, evil seductress working the lingerie counter. It's like, I don't think they were bad people. I think it's just Clark Griswold-centered world. No, I think that's very true. And I think, I mean, aside from the fact that, like, it's so hard to separate Cousin Eddie from Randy Quaid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, I have no sympathy for Randy Quaid. Yeah. Uh, so let's just focus on the character that is Cousin Eddie. Sure. Um, it It is, there is, like... The understanding is, oh, this is bad because they don't have as much money Mm -hmm. as the Griswolds. I mean, like, that definitely is a message that is being sent there. And, and, you know, that that's not funny or fun Mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. What is funny, though, is Uncle Eddie, Cousin Eddie. I don't Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie. I don't know. Cousin Eddie wearing... um, the dickies he wears yeah. and also the other outfits he wears those are those are actually very funny the, those are <laughs> funny and when he breaks the christmas trinkets that's funny just walking around breaking things um, chugging eggnog out of that moose glass with the dicky you can see through his white like very very tight sweater <laughs> emptying the chemical toilet into the sewer sure These are funny things. I mean, they are some funny things. No, I mean, it's a comedically written character. Like, it's a, you know, I get the, I laugh, but. Yeah. But then he cares about his brother so much, he kidnaps his boss. He says, you deserve more than no bonus. I'm going to go kidnap your boss in my blue leisure suit. (laughs) So, like, are we, is this like a, a, are we taking down capitalism with this movie? Have you thought about that? Because what we're saying is eat the rich. Well, or I guess at least threaten to eat the rich and then the rich will give you their riches. So then you're rich. Tie, tie the rich up with a Christmas bow and threaten them to give you money for your Christmas pool. Yeah. (laughs) Because <laughs> that's what they do in this movie. It is for a pool. That is that does undercut the message because it's not like like eat the rich so that we all get a fair living wage right. and can like you know have a home and some dignity and self respect. It's like no, so he can get a pool. Yeah. Well, and that's if you look at like you know we don't get exactly understand what Clark Griswold does for a living, but he's developing chemicals for cons- human consumption. And we know he's making like non-nutritive like cooking oils and like cereal cereal coatings. So he's making these weird chemicals that people are then going to consume. And I mean, the fact that this movie is what, like the late 80s, early 90s time frame? Yeah. 89, I want to say. Yeah. So when then we were kind of just the Wild West of like, who knows what we're putting in our food, but it it makes it calorie free. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's also kind of kind of shady behavior on Clark Griswold's behalf. Yeah. yeah, he's part of a pretty pretty nefarious company. So uh, I don't know. 
I mean, it's very true. And like, I, I, I should say, I am not endorsing um, that we go individually to like corrupt, rich capitalist houses and kidnap them. Sure. That is not the way I feel. I feel like, I like could. maybe I mean, we could do it. Through, <laughs> no, maybe we should do it through like policy proposals where we tax people or and take I, their money and put it back into and then like pay everyone or a I living suggest? wage. Eat them. <laughs> no, I, I I was being facetious. What hey, I mean. You know how I said that vegans are allowed one exception? No, you want to know what mine is? <laughs> I want I, only I want to do it plant based meal except for the rich. You know that AOC sweatshirt that everyone got mad about for no reason that just says tax the rich? Yes. I want to make an off brand version where you just kinda cross out the tax and just write eat. Because you know AOC wouldn't she she's uh, a public figure enough to not make that sweatshirt. It's just tax the rich, which, which is good. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's good. But I want an eat the rich sweatshirt just like that. <laughs> well, you can do that. I just want. I just want through a series of uh, very progressive government policies sure. for us to tax okay. the rich. Which really, if we're talking in the context of Christmas vacation, <laughs> would not give Clark Griswold the ability <laughs> to build his Christmas pool, and it would not make his rich boss i don't even remember his name mr shirley is that his name yes uh would not give him all the money he has for his ridiculously big house that they show for like 30 seconds but it is a very large house yes Yes. but maybe cousin eddie and his family would you know have a better living wage that's true so you know that's true we need to we need to elevate that's who really needs the support yeah why are we giving you know the Griswolds a pool when Cousin Eddie doesn't have a house? Cousin Eddie doesn't have a house and is the one who does he does <laughs> the kidnapping. To a cl- like classist skewering of a Christmas movie. I love it. He he does the kidnapping for Clark and instead of being like, you know what, Eddie, take this. Because you did this yeah. for me. You should have this. Merry Christmas. Clark's like, no, I'm going to build my pool. You can it's, come to it, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But I got really annoyed in my like daydream about you being in my pool. So maybe I don't want you there. <laughs> no, that's very true, though. Because like, we have established that Cousin Eddie had to trade his house for the RV. And that they currently don't have a house. Mm-hmm. And that he doesn't have a job. And... That he can't afford to buy Christmas presents. And it it is a very, like, I feel like 80s kind of mindset that they're like, oh, but we're going to show that Clark's a good guy Mm -hmm. by he'll buy them some Christmas presents. Yeah. (laughs) He's still going to super take that bonus and put in a pool, but he will buy him some Christmas presents. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, well, how about you buy him some Christmas presents? That's good. That's a good start. Mm -hmm. And then also... Maybe give him some money and help him yeah. find a job or something. Yeah. Or even like, you know, help him gas up the RV. Because I think they even said that. Like, he couldn't leave yeah. because they had a gas. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Your family, they're out there, you know. Just, I don't know. But that pool, that Christmas pool has to happen. I mean, I love this movie. I'm never going to not love this movie. No. I think. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> these are all very valid arguments I had not considered up until this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, there are things that like forever 
at some point during Christmas, dad's going to look at us and go, the blessing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There are things like that that like, well, that are just so ingrained now as part of our. (laughs) And someone will start in response. I pledge allegiance. Uh (laughs) Play ball. (laughs) I do. I love the, the parents and the, uh, the, what are they? The, the older couple, what are they? Are they great aunts or uncles? The uh, the, the yeah. ones that wrap up their cat? Their aunt and uncle. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, I mean, they call them aunt and uncle, so I, I don't know. I guess that's true. I guess I just assumed they were two sets of grandparents. I didn't think about they called them. Well, they're two sets of grandparents, grandparents, and then there's the other mm-hmm. couple that comes Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Okay. Another old couple. Yes. Yes. There you know, I to to say a good thing about this movie. <laughs> I will say this. Uh I think what they're hitting on and this kind of speaks to what we were talking about comparing the Griswolds to Todd Margot. I like there are all these there are all these studies that they do to like compare the happiness of people who have kids with people who don't have kids to see mm-hmm. which like by the way, could we not? Yeah. Could we all just like make the decision that's right for us and be happy if we're happy and not study it because it's just it like i I always hate those kinds of things because it's like then what are we going to tell people like i know you think you want to have kids but it turns out you won't be happy don't or i know you think you don't want kids but it turns out you won't be happy so you better go get at it like how about just do or don't that's fine i don't understand how they study happiness anyways half the time i can't tell if my brain is happy or not how is someone else going to study me and tell me if i'm happy <laughs> well they they talk a lot it's interesting though because they talk a lot about like with people with kids have this sort of like retrospective happiness <laughs> where like in 18 years <laughs> you you look back on like the last week or month or year or whatever and go that was such a nice time and i feel like that's exactly what this movie is really speaking to you look back on the whole thing and you think oh well that was heartwarming nice you know that was nice we were all there and it was a holiday and stuff happened Mm -hmm. but we were all there and we woke up the next morning so it was good and i guess that's fine Mm -hmm. and like that's kind of what they're talking about i feel like so i can connect to that idea where like now if you want to get to the particulars there was a kidnapping sure the tree burnt down twice, the house was destroyed right? yeah twice did they lose there the- was a kidnap no the, the the tree didn't they go through two trees just one? Oh, there was a squirrel in the other one yeah there yes. was a lot of yes. tree drama there, there was, was a lot of tree drama. there was tree drama there was a squirrel a little sap <laughs> <laughs> there there was a lot of stuff that went wrong but it, you know, it was such a great time. And that's really what it's sort of like yeah. sometimes. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, Justin and I will sit down at the end of a long day and go, oh, what a great family. And, like, the day has been crap, but still. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's maybe that's what a lot of people connect to, though. Yeah. Like, you look at it, and even if you don't have kids, it's a family thing, right? Like, you think, what a nice time I spent with my family. And you try not to think about all the, like, passive aggression or all the arguments or all the like oh my god did you just really say that like i mean all those moments (laughs) isn't that what the holidays are all about like it's all stressful and hard and everyone's anxious and worried about everything and there's family sometimes you don't want to be around you gotta be around and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff but then at the end of it all you're like oh 
What a great holiday season. <laughs> I miss it already. <laughs> we did that again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that is that what it's about? <laughs> I don't know. It's really about Todd and Margo at the end of the day. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being Griswold. I'm just saying there are other ways that it's also okay to be. I think that yeah. is very fair. I think that it would be, I think the movie would end better if both Todd and Margo could be happy with their uh, silver jogging suits. <laughs> Which and are pretty cool, by the way. Actually, I would just yeah. like to say. Yeah. I think in I'm general, the looks that Todd and Margo pull are mm-hmm. really nice. <laughs> and their house is very modern and aesthetically pleasing on the inside, yeah. you know? You think so? I think so. I think Compared so to the Griswold house, I think so. Because it's all so, like everything is very 80s. They're both, they're, I mean, well, they're different, mean, but it's all such an 80s motif. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't mean modern I, for 2020. I, okay. I mean, like, in, in the most. Yeah, I don't know if you remember. Well, no, you wouldn't remember our house in Waycross. <laughs> I was not alive. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the good living room. Right, the good living room. Taylor knows. Yes. The good living room looked like Todd and Margot's house. And then the rest of the house looked like the Griswold. It's true. But the good living room was like what mom and dad aspired to. Like, uh-huh. if we didn't have kids, this is what our whole house could look like. <laughs> and it was that exact, that very 80s color palette that is like, everything's kind of pale, like a pale salmon and a pale teal and uh-huh. then like a cream color. And everything yes. is just that. Like the couch was like that with like swatches of all those colors. And they had like that three paneled painting of like a swan. <laughs> <laughs> it was all very we weren't allowed in there like there was a door that closed it off and you did not open yep. that door <laughs> there was a there was a basket of like sticks and weeds or something yeah. a decorative basket of sticks gotta have that decorative stick basket <laughs> Gla- glass top like coffee table uh-huh yeah. uh-huh the only the only time i ever remember being in there was when the rainbow salesman came Oh, yeah. Oh. I like that mom escorted the rainbow salesman into the good living room. She did. She escorted them. This was a vacuum we had. Oh, yeah. You should. I was going to say that. I was confused. (laughs) Oh, man. That rainbow was like. Riley, there was a time. (laughs) Go ahead. That vacuum just brought back weird memories. I remember that thing (laughs) out of nowhere. There was a time, and I will not belabor this, but there was a time where a vacuum sales person might come to your door mm-hmm. and ask if they could come in your home and demonstrate a vacuum and then you could purchase the vacuum at the end of the demonstration <laughs> if you liked it and this happened and this happened in our lifetime because i remember mom bringing the rainbow the magic rainbow salesman into the room and he showed us how good the rainbow was at stuff and like i remember there were like scents or something you could put mm-hmm. in it to like it, you, it would also like freshen the room. Well, why do vacuums not do that anymore? And it could blow up balloons too, of course, because you could just reverse the flow and it blows things up. <laughs> it I had mean, like eight like, attachments. Whatever. On. Anyway, but the way that the magic, <laughs> it had so many attachments, and the way that it worked is it had this like giant canister that had water in it, right? Yeah. It like there was a whole because you would there was like it was like a basin full of water, and then like all the gross stuff would collect in that. It was. The, Breaking this thing down. In the was, water. Yeah. You made like a gross like floor soup when you use the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and it had to be like, it's horrible. And then, 
then you could, then you had to like take it outside and dump the floor soup like in the yard because I remember there was like the part of the yard where Dad dumped all the floor soup <laughs> and it's like don't go over there. Grass. That smells actually kind of nice because it was scented by that definitely like artificial, not tested for human consumption, intense room flavoring. Like uh, vanilla. Yeah. But, well, it, it, it like it was massive. Like the, the body of the rainbow was like R2-D2. It was like a little like round little pot guy that was on wheels mm-hmm. and he'd follow you around as you vacuumed. It really was. It looked like R2-D2. Yeah. I, I, Man, I wonder if mom and dad have pictures of one of those things. They because we moved with it. We had it in a in Huntington for a long time because that we had that yeah. washroom that was literally here's the washer, here's the dryer, here's where the rainbow lives <laughs> with all of his tentacle extremity. <laughs> That's so true. And he sat there because mom wouldn't empty the floor soup, and so sometimes oh, yeah. it would it would get bad because the floor soup would sit in him for so long, and then dad would be like, "Mary, you didn't empty the rainbow." <laughs> The rainbow has become sentient again because it's full of toxic slime. I think it eventually just moved itself out. I don't think we ever threw it away. I think at one point it was just like, I'm out of here. Sorry. I've collected enough floor soup to become one. My time is up. Oh, man. All right. I'm sorry for this diversion about the rainbow, but... If you are a person of a certain age, you know this vacuum and you know, you know, this whole you probably experience the same thing of like <laughs> your your guardian, your adult letting a vacuum salesman into your home to demonstrate the rainbow and thinking this thing's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> your children bitterly watch on like this stranger's allowed in the good living room. He's, he's allowed <laughs> to sit on the painterly couch. <laughs> I just want you all to know, I looked it up so I could see pictures. Not only do they make updated versions of this kind of vacuum, you can buy old ones on eBay for many hundreds of dollars. (laughs) Why? I don't know. (laughs) It's the thrill of it. (laughs) I do. I, I will say that when I was a child, I have a very vivid memory of that vacuum salesman blowing up balloons with the rainbow in our living room and thinking... Oh, God, I hope mom gets this. Oh, man, I hope she buys this. Oh, this is the coolest thing. Oh, please, 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 mom, buy this vacuum. I can still, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Remembering smells are weird. Like, that's a weird thing. But I can picture that smell, if that makes sense. Like, that was yes. such a distinct, overwhelming smell when you would you put that weird smell pot in, in the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... That was that was fun. Yes, <laughs> the rainbow was fun, and uh, Chris's vacation is still funny. Um, all of its uh, all of its problems aside, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you you can interpret it as a as an anti capitalist eat the rich message if you like. Maybe I think it's just it's made in the eighties, and that was pretty much like there was always that backdrop of like you know. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I, I charge too much stuff on credit cards, but I have to live, ach- achieve this lifestyle. It was slightly before anyone ever went, do do I? Do we? <laughs> yeah, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need this. <laughs> Maybe stop buying things. Oh. Um, I do also always, I, uh, the, the opening scene where they're driving to the tree farm and Clark Griswold gets very aggressive with his driving. Uh, that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. very... Uh, Accurate to our That family. hits very close to home. <laughs> yes. Always being a little bit scared for your life when you're in the car with dad and, and the situation gets a little hairy. And, and 
Beverly D'Angelo sort of like wandering in the back of the movie, like always drinking and frustrated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like just like putting up with Clark. Yeah. That felt very close sure. to me. <laughs> like mom with the, and she's got the big hair even that mom back in the day with the big hair. Just like, oh, God, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they are, you know, I, I do, they are a loving family. I do, despite all of the, you know, a lot of stuff that's, it's comedic, it's hilarity and Sue's situations. I do appreciate that when his Christmas lights fail, his whole family, his core family is very much like, it's okay, dad. Like, it's still nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it looks great, even if it's not lit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was me. Yeah. Oh, I just that just clicked. Oops. <laughs> I was gonna say pre pre Rilo. I think that you were more of the teenage daughter, and I got I had mm-hmm. to deal with the 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 light wielding, the ladder holding. But Riley inherited my position. <laughs> yeah. Charlie told me last night watching the movie that I was the dog. <laughs> uh, don't listen to Charlie. <laughs> she was no. kidding, but I was like, oh well, if they have two kids, then who am I? Oh, the dog. <laughs> you know how it's very she funny. Is. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, all right, tell you what's next. Well, I thought we could do something uh, a little different since the next episode is going to come out on Christmas Eve. We could do something a little Christmas mm-hmm. special, if you will. Uh, because when I was thinking of another movie that I'd want to talk about, I thought about The Grinch. But then there are so many iterations of The Grinch out there. We've got the classic Grinch animated movie. Mm-hmm. We've got the Jim Carrey Grinch. We've got a new animated Grinch. Apparently, there's a terrifying musical that I don't, I don't know that I want to know exists. So I thought we could have a Grinch off. Amazing! I love this idea. I have such strong opinions on this. Oh boy! <laughs> Great! <laughs> I can't wait. Stronger than my opinions on Todd and Margot? <laughs> Maybe yeah. at least equal. Okay. At least equal. Right. Oh, good. Uh, we are, we are gonna- I would say. I would say. You don't have to watch the new musical one with Matthew Morrison from Glee as the Grinch. But please just no, watch. I a, feel like I have to watch at least watch a few minutes. That's what I was going to say. Like you don't I'm not going to subject you to the whole thing. But please just watch a few minutes for context when we do this Grinch off. OK, right. so we are going to try to crown the ultimate Grinch and, yes. and establish a ranking of Grinches. All right. Yes. Matthew Morrison will. Almost certainly be less. I think I think we can agree on that now. I haven't yeah. even seen it. But I'm Spoilers. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you both. That was that was fun. Yes. That was. Um, you wouldn't think we loved Christmas Vacation as much as we do from that discussion, but no. But I Aww. promise we do. I hope. Yeah. I hope I didn't like. I, Dad's gonna hear this. I hope he doesn't think I don't love his his Christmas movie. I do love it. No. Yeah. You just watch things differently when you get older. Yes, exactly. you can recognize the problems and still appreciate the jokes. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you all for listening. Um, we hope you are having a uh, safe, healthy uh, vaccine season <laughs> and that and that you're you will be able to be eligible to get yours soon. Um, thank you to Maximum Fun. You should go to MaximumFun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts that you would enjoy. Uh, you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org and you can tweet at us at stillbuff. If you have something you want to tell us about or, or say or ask us or whatever, 
And thank you to no- to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, You Changed Your Mind. And be sure to check out our dad's podcast, Court Appointed, this week, because they're also talking about Christmas vacation and all the hey. laws they break. So if you hey. want a good follow-up. There you go. Um, this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And, and I, I am also, candle lights. Also, candle lights. Oh. Also, get a ticket to candle lights. Uh, although, yeah, wait. Well, yes. This, this will rock yes. Okay. <laughs> we sing. It's fun. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, five. Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors. and Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create... Okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Every week I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history. And lately we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster. But it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.